Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Open Diner. Another session. Good to see all of you. Turn on your cameras if you can. And um, our topic today is of is what is love? Close to Valentine's Day. So what is love? And this is a timeless question. Various philosophers, psychologists, spiritual teachers, and writers, they've been trying to answer it for gen many generations. Perhaps one of the best answers regarding romantic love is given by George Burns. What he said was, love is a lot like a backache. It doesn't show up on x-rays, but you know it's there. Tim Allen, he said, a guy knows he's in love when he loses interest in his car for a couple of days. <laughs> and then Phyllis Diller, he told women, or she, she told women to marry a man your own age because as your beauty fades, so will his eyesight. <laughs> and of course, we all heard the golden rule, love thy neighbor, just watch out for thy husband. <laughs> okay, so there's <laughs> some good advice there. So they say true love hides in every corner. If that's the case, we must be walking in circles because as you might know, about 50% of married couples divorce in the United States. And that's the sixth highest divorce rate in the world. The number of people who are single is also more than double what it was just 50 years ago. People are not meant to go through life alone, which is why today what we want to do is tell you the four most important words in any marriage. Are you ready? So the four most important words for a lasting marriage, I will do dishes. <laughs> so as we know, Valentine's Day is coming up and it's important because our romantic relationships at the center, they're at the center of all our connections. So today we wanna to talk about what is true love. We also want to give you the tools that are needed to better understand your partner or your potential partner, if that's the case. And we want you to develop love that will grow over time. So this is a cameras on event. If you could kindly turn on your cameras, that would be great. We find that it helps us connect better to each other. And it also gives you an opportunity to fully benefit from this event. Some of the activities that we'll be doing, they require to be able to see each other. Also, if you're joining on Facebook and YouTube, welcome and please tell us your name and where you're from and please participate. Answer the questions in the comments and we'll try to read them during the show. So my name is Carl, I'll be one of your hosts. And my name is Roberta, I'm another one of the hosts. And just to uh, say that was great information, Paul. Good, good jokes and good information. So, you know, you know, when we think about love, we think about the warm feeling, the confidence and the comfort of being cared for through different gestures and actions. Right. Most people think of love as something that you fall into when fate decides, you know, you fall into it. You know, that may be true or may not be true for the first step. 
Every situation, of course, is different. What we want to discuss today is love that you grow into, grow into, a lasting and growing love that doesn't fade over time. So the video that we're going to be watching today is from a wonderful course that was put together by psychologists and is based on the laws of nature. It's going to teach us how to attain harmony in our relationships despite our differences and achieve love that lasts and grows over time. Perhaps it helps us maybe even clarify the topic more when we're discussing it today. What is true love? That's what we're going to be discussing. And for the, those of you that are new here, if you're not familiar with it, we're here every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. So make sure to leave time, this time open for yourself. We're here to provide a supportive environment that discusses these important topics together and help each other implement what we learn here in our everyday lives. And it doesn't matter if you're here and saying, well, you know, I'm not in a relationship. It doesn't matter if you're in a romantic relationship currently or you're still looking for that special someone. If you start applying what we're going to learn here today in all your relationships, it'll prepare you for being a better partner to that special person. And it may even draw that right person into your life. So I'm going to hand it back over to Carl. We're going to get started. Carl. Thank you. Thank you. So if you're new here or if you've been here, some announcements and reminders. Um, we're trying to create a supportive environment here where we can connect above all our differences. So let's try to stay on topic, no criticism, and please, no politics. Um, and after you're done speaking, please mute your, your uh, microphone, mute your microphone. <laughs> mute your microphone. <laughs> okay, because that helps for the background noise so people don't hear the background noise. And if you can, please turn on your cameras. It's going to allow you to fully benefit. I know that Kathy can't. She said she can't. So, hi, Kathy. It's great to have you here. And uh, please remember to keep your answers brief so that everyone gets a chance to speak. And again, if you're on Facebook and YouTube, uh, please participate, answer the questions, and we're going to try to get to them, you know, your answers during the event. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, Roberta, go for Excellent. it. Now I have to mic my mute. What? <laughs> so we're going to do an icebreaker game. A great way to get to know each other is playing a game like this. We want to take this opportunity to get to know each other. So we're going to introduce ourselves, tell us where you're from, and tell us one thing you like about Valentine's Day. Even if you don't like the holiday, try to think of one thing that's positive to say about it. So if you'd like to speak, you could just unmute yourself, say your name, where you're from, and what do you like about Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Anybody go first. I like Valentine's Day because I'm a musician and I learned all of those old songs like Red Roses for a Blue Lady. I played in all the old folk songs. So I just love it because that that music is in the air. Did you say where you were from, Susie? Oh, Susie from Arizona, uh, right on the Colorado River. Perfect. I'm Rob. I'm from Wales in the United Kingdom. I'm brand new here. Um, I like Valentine's Day because um, it's at least once a year we get to focus on love, which I believe is the most important subject in the universe. I like Valentine's Day because um, it's my birthday, it's my wedding anniversary, 
Wait a minute. Should I be getting three gifts? I'm only getting one. I got to rethink this. Or will it start from St. Louis, Missouri? Wonderful. <laughs> I'm Gary. I'm from uh, South Carolina, Greenville. And um, I like Valentine's Day because right now I'm not in any kind of a relationship. So that means I don't have to buy anything for anybody. So I can save some money. But the, the good thing is, though, I do have good memories of Valentine's Day's past that um, really uh, um, bring a good feeling, you know, uh, a, a time when, uh, you know, of love. I'm Dan from Toronto, Canada. Um, Valentine's Day, I think, is uh, it's a good exercise for everybody. I know it's just one day. And I think the guys are right about that. It should be more, but it's still a good exercise for everyone involved. I'm Carl. I'm from Florida. And um, I like Valentine's Day because it, it gives us an opportunity, you know, if maybe we have trouble in our relationship to start patching it up and doing something about it. I'm Nina. I'm from New York. I like Valentine's Day because there's a lot of red and everything matches my hair. Um, but also, I, I agree with uh, Rob that uh, it's great to celebrate love. I think we should celebrate love every day. I'll add to Nina and Rob now. I'm Roberta from Long Island, New York. I already said that before, but uh, you know, if everybody's thinking of love on this day and thinking about connection, there's some kind of a collective consciousness, I'm sure, that's going around. United States, I heard just recently, is not the only country that celebrates this. So it, maybe there's a collective energy going around of, uh, like I said, connection and love. And too bad there were, wasn't more days of this. So. Yeah, I can add to that. I'm Alisa from New York, Brooklyn, New York. And, uh, you know, February is not the best month weather-wise here. So this warmth that's in the air, you know, and everyone buying flowers and, and candies and, and presents for each other. It's just really beautiful, beautiful feeling in the air. And as Roberta said, if it's celebrated all around the world, Wow, that's quite a day. Let's have it every day. I'm Linda from upstate New York. And I like Valentine's Day because it's my youngest son's birthday. And that means a lot of love to me. Paula from New York. Perfect, I was gonna say, maybe someone else would like the Paula, great. Paula from New York. Um, what I like about Valentine's Day is uh, it's an excuse to be super cheesy and lovey-dovey. Not that anybody needs an excuse. Uh, also, it's there's really good energy that day, usually. Uh, and uh, also, uh, chocolate and candy is half off the next day. I'm Susie again, still from Colorado, and I'm with Nina. I, I found some pink stuff to braid into my hair. You can wear pink, red. I mean, it's a, it's it's a it's a fun time. And I like Willie. My birthday was a few days ago, and I stretch it all the way to Valentine's Day and try to like you know get as much love in as I can. <laughs> 
going both ways. Anybody else like to hand? We have lots of birthdays uh, around Valentine's Day. We should all sing happy birthday together. <laughs> <laughs> well, if nobody else would like to add, okay, we could move on to the uh, next session section, Carl. Yeah, those who joined a little later, um, if you want to add, you're welcome to add. If you're if you're not on, um, if you don't have your camera on. But if you'd like to turn your camera on, you're more than welcome. There's going to be some more exercises later on where camera helps to have your camera on. I so, have something um, from Facebook, if you don't mind. Sure, go for it. Alana says, I am from Brooklyn, New York, and I like Valentine's Day because it gives all of us an opportunity to express love and care for someone else. Sweet. Nice. Okay, so right now we're going to go for a, uh, we're going to, we're going to watch a video together. This is a really great video and it's about love. Here we go. Close your eyes. Now think about love. Usually when we think about love, we think of that warm feeling, the comfort and confidence of being cared for, the kind of pleasant attention we receive from our partner, loving gestures and intimate embraces. But love is actually measured by the extent that it can withstand both the good times in a relationship and the not so good times. That's what we want to talk about in this lesson. We're gonna be talking about a Kabbalistic concept called love covers all crimes. In simple terms, Love covers all faults and errors. It's a known thing that relationships have ups and downs. What we want to know is how to maintain our love to one another above any obstacles or shifts in our relationship. Even more than that, we want to learn how to increase the love while working with the negative states. The main principle here is that instead of letting ourselves get bogged deep down in our problems, our gripes and our grudges, we need to build our connection above all of that. In the previous lesson, we talked about our inner urges and impulses, the desire to control the other person, criticize and change them without actually seeing the other person and their needs. In short, we got acquainted with the ego that operates within us and causes so many problems in our relationships. We understood that we shouldn't be ashamed of these tendencies or erase them but rather acknowledge them without judgment. Now, we'd like to understand why. Why were we given this internal nature with all of the negative urges and impulses? What is it for? Are you ready to find out? The wisdom of Kabbalah explains that nature evolved our ego so that we could build a higher connection above it. Again, nature evolved our ego so that we could build a higher connection above it. And that connection is what we call love. If nothing is wrong, if there is no negativity, no separation, no ego, then there can be no love. At least not the mature kind of love, the deep kind. Maybe just a hormonal fleeting love and attraction that passes with time, or a material feeling of comfort, 
Real love has depth, it's rich, it's layered. It has the ability to connect us precisely because of those ups and downs that we experience. It's only then that we can say that we have truly deep connection. Because every situation we overcame together has made us stronger. But in order for us to do this, we need to learn how to rise above those situations and rise above our ego. So how can we start practicing it? One very important principle we need to consider is this. My feelings towards my partner are my feelings. It's a reflection of my subjective approach towards them. Therefore, what I see in my partner is really myself. Put simply, my partner is my mirror. You know that saying how we don't see the world as it is, but as we are? In relationships, this saying has some very practical applications. Because if I can truly grasp that everything I judge in my partner, the flaws, the negative traits, the wrongs, all comes down to my own perception, it means that I have endless opportunities to work on my own self-improvement. The relationship becomes the laboratory where I get to practice rising above my negative perception again and again, exercising love and empathy above my judgment and dissatisfaction. In other words, I don't wait to feel good to practice a loving attitude towards my partner. In fact, I'm flexing my love muscle precisely when I feel rejection or distance from my partner. The connection itself becomes my higher goal as I work to cover my judgment and criticism and my desire to change my partner with an effort to see them in a positive light. What I'm actually doing here is splitting my reality into two levels. One level is my instinctive view of things. This is where my ego has the reins. It's where I see flaws, problems, weaknesses, and all kinds of things that my partner does that upset me and make me angry. And we don't erase any of it. On the second level, I take all of these flaws that I see as an opportunity for me to cover it all with love, to respond positively to them, accepting their habits and desires, who they are, as they are, just as I would want them to accept me. I remind myself that my partner is the way that they are because of everything they accumulated during childhood and beyond, and I can't change any of that. So yeah, I remain myself, and my partner remains himself. I don't try to control him, I allow him to be who he is. and he does the same for me. This approach is what creates a deeper loving connection. This isn't just a one-time thing. You do this over and over and over. Every time you feel that rage and criticism welling up, you work to readjust your approach. This can and will happen in tens, hundreds, even thousands of times until you've revealed and corrected your entire ego. In this way, you attain a method that helps you relate correctly to everything outside of you. Because once you've managed to do this with your partner, you can do this with anyone else. Relinquish your desire to control the other and judge them, and make room for love, for connection and empathy by rising to a higher level of connection. 
of utmost importance is that this effort is mutual. Because over time, if only one side is making this effort to do the work, then the other side won't have the fuel to continue. They'll just give up. So give each other an example of the right behavior and announce your concessions. Tell each other of your efforts. Giving an example is the best way to help your partners succeed too. It makes us partners against our common ego. It's what helps us to come closer above our ego, turning us into one. So let's review what we've learned. We learn that it's the unpleasant situations that can strengthen our love, but only if we use them as opportunities to rise above our negative impulses. We learn that the flaws we see in each other are the result of our own subjective perception. Every time they arise, we receive an opportunity for personal advancement. From judging and closing ourselves off within our limited perceptions, we move to expand our empathy, love and connection towards the other person. And it must be a mutual effort. In the next lesson, we're going to discuss practical tools that can help us uncover even more of this shared space between us. That was a great video. So much information there. We could only remember it during the time. So, you know, we're going to discuss some uh, questions today about that video. But first, we're going to start off with some etiquette rules that we use here on Open Dieter each week. It really gives us some tools, another way of looking at it, some tools to have a great conversation where everybody can participate and be heard. So like I said, roundtable at etiquette, it's on the screen. Uh, we're here to build a space of support, love, care, and warmth. You know, everybody's equal and very important. It's going to be like a round table. There's no head to this table. So everybody's going to speak briefly on the topic of the question. And we're going to listen to everybody that speaks, the person before you and after you. A lot of times when you listen to someone that, let's say I'm going to speak before, let's say, Elisa, and I'm listening to Elisa. But instead of thinking in my head, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I listen to Elisa. I say, you know what? I actually got something what she said, and it helps me give a, a, not a good answer, but add to it. That's what we want to do. We add to this round table and uh, there's no right or wrong answers. That's what I'm really getting to. No right or wrong answers. We're going to speak from our hearts, listen to each other. We're going to build this connection between us. And that's where we're going to find the truth. We're going to find some really good answers in between us all. So I'm going to start off. We're going to do it this way. I'm going to ask this question. And the question we're going to start out is what is true love and how do we achieve it? What is true love and how do we achieve it? And we're going to put the question in the chat and we're going to put names in the chat and I'll call up uh, everybody's name and one at a time and uh, you can speak and that would be great. I'll start with Willie. So I'll repeat the question, Willie. Let me see, where is it here? What is true love and how do we achieve it? What do you think, Willie? Hmm. Well, I think true love is when you love the other person more than yourself, at least as much as yourself. But if you can go beyond yourself and love that person and care for what that person needs to make them happy, that would indicate true love. And how do you achieve it? By eliminating self-love and developing love in the other person. Do what it takes that would make them happy. Beautiful. 
Nina, would you like to add? Sure. Um, it's not an easy question, um, no. but to add to what Willie said, I think true love uh, can withstand the, the good and the bad times uh, in a relationship. If someone, if you're willing to bail on a person when it gets really tough, that's not true love. Um, and how do we achieve it? I think it's it's a process. It's not something that uh, happens naturally. Um, you know, we can fall in love, but the true love, uh, I think we, we have to work on, um, which is kind of what we're doing here today. Uh, trying to put the other person before you, trying to do for the other, you know, it, um, it's, a, it's a growth. It's not, I think it's kind of like endless. You can always grow your love. Yes, what you're saying. You go thousands of times we go through relationship up downs and all this work. Gary. Yeah, um, it is. It is a matter of uh, loving another person more than yourself. You know, I mean that's the golden rule in many religions, and uh, it's um, it's hard to do. I mean, in practice, it's it's um, not not an easy thing to do. Uh, but when you get to the point to where you, the other person's desires are more important than your own, and you want their desires to be fulfilled before yours, uh, I think that's a sign of that you're on the right path. Uh, and how do we get there? It's it's a lot of work. It's examining all of your reactions and your emotions, and um, really uh, subjecting them and rising above them and um, remembering that the most important thing is the love. Yeah, thank you, Gary. I see it's my turn. Uh, what is true love? I know I love myself and I know what I love in me. So, I mean, that's the only love I know. You could say family love and uh, parent love, children love, but that's something I know in myself. So I guess that comes with a golden rule, love others as you love yourself. So that's, uh, you know, a great theory, but how do you achieve that? I don't know, but I think the best way, if it could be relationship, like I said in the beginning, or not a relationship, it doesn't matter. It's two people working on it. So if you have two people that are willing to work on, you could achieve something together. By yourself, it's nearly impossible because you're stuck in your own self-love. But uh, it takes practice and work and all these things we're talking about tonight. I don't have an answer for it, but I just wanted to add that. Uh, Rob, maybe you could continue. Yeah, thank you, Roberta. Great name, by the way. Um, yeah, I think we make the mistake of believing that love is um, feelings and emotions, and really feelings and emotions are a byproduct of the love, because love is not a feeling. It's an act of your will. Um, you choose who and what you love um, by making them more important, and that answers the second part of the question. How do we achieve it? By making that person, those people, or even all the people in the world, more important. The more important you make a person or people, the more you will um, work at um, loving them and being positive and looking out for their needs um, as opposed to your own. And uh, I think Paula is next. Very good, thank you, Paula. Uh, I think uh, true love is um, never giving up on someone, no matter how hard it gets, uh, you know, a lot of uh, commitment with that. 
and uh, always putting, trying to always put their needs and well-being and happiness ahead of your own, like others had said. I think uh, that's how we could achieve it. Excellent. Thanks, Paula. Uh, we have Rano. Yeah, I think I can continue, Paula and, uh, and Rob. And it's it's like um, love is uh, making room within you for someone else. You know, usually from birth, we always have number one as, you know, the most important thing in the world. And that's what needs we're following. When you start loving your person, then you give up some of that number one and give put them first. The more you can do that, then the more successful the love we can become. And, you know, in a relationship, there's two people. If both are doing the same thing, then that's that's what love is. Thanks. Nice. Thank you, Rana. Uh, Susie? I think love is what you get after you've been married or committed to someone for a few years and that first chemistry has worn off and you've worked at it and you know how to work at it, then you, that's what true love is. I think all the romantic movies and stuff, that's, that's, there's a chemical. I used to teach relationship and, and tantra and stuff. And there's a chemical that's actually in your body when you're married and you're, you know, you're first in love for that first, a lot of people can uh, stretch it for two years, but it usually lasts for about a year, year and a half in a couple. And then they teach you there's ways to keep that chemistry going. And that's where the work starts, you know. And I, I keep thinking about relationships in India and stuff where uh, they didn't know each other at all. And then they're, you know, the mommy and daddy say you're supposed to get married. And they, they learn how to love. They, I mean, they learn how to be there, most of them, you know. Uh, they learn how to have what we in the West wouldn't know how to do, you know, because we're still into the romantic thing. But. Yeah, love is what you get after you've worked at it a lot. So true. Thank you. Uh, Dan? Yeah, I agree with Susie. Um, like nature's little helper at the beginning, right? I think we call him Cupid, you know, the little guy with the arrow. He hangs around for two years. And when he, you know, or whatever, right? Um, yeah, what is true love? It's a, it's a battle. It's a fight. It's uh, at the beginning, like Susie's saying at the end, you know, when Cupid leaves, right? It, it's a battle between both of you. Like the lady was saying on the video, it's, it's you know, it's all that egotistical, whatever, whatever goes on, right? But then we have to realize that that battle is a, is a trick, right? The battle is between you two and your nature, your, your ego or whatever you want to call it, right? And that's the real battle. That's the battle of probably all of life, I would gather. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Chris, you're next. Before we go to the next question, I also wanted to ask you, Chris, and I, it was my fault. Where are you from? I know we didn't get a chance to hear from you. Uh, if you want to say where you're from, that would be great. Then you can answer the question if you'd like. Sure. Uh, I'm in the New York, uh, North Jersey area. Um, so I, I always have trouble with like a working definition of love, but um, it's, I would say it's some active engagement with all kinds of feelings, positive ones, primitive ones, terrible ones. Uh, it's a skill that's cultivated. It's not just a state of enthusiasm. And um, there's the, you know, as people have mentioned, there's that thing that 
wears off from the new relationship energy and and you, you have the leftover caring protective elements the secure attachment um but also i, I think uh it, it's important to um treasure the not just the togetherness but also the individuality of the two people that are in the relationship uh too much merging too much codependence eradicates the the separateness of two distinct individuals and being able to love someone is is being able to uh kind of um optimize the the individual and the and the couple um in, in that relationship um but i think a lot of the modern definitions the you know the the you are my everything the you are the one and only i i think um you know i will wipe every tear that streams down your face all that stuff it's it's uh, i don't i don't really believe in that but um you know it's something like more realistic is like i will mess up a lot and uh on, on occasion i'll admit it and um you know but we have some secure attachment we have a connection that is you know deeper than someone i just met and you know we're enjoying that Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Okay, so now we're actually going to go to our, our next question. I'm going to put that in the chat also. The next question is, how do I practice love in times of trouble when I feel rejection or distance from my partner? You know, if you think about it, how do I practice love specifically when, you know, when it's hard, like we were all saying before, it's hard and I want to criticize, withdraw and change my partner. You know, how do I practice love in times like this in trouble? You know, when I feel this rejection. So we'll put the, the question in the chat. And I think, uh, let me see who's next on the chat. I went blank for a second, but luckily my screen came back. Uh, let's see, after Chris, we have Elisa. Oh, how did I end up being first? I don't know. The, you built up such a beautiful things uh, answering the first question. And I think I was so ready to answer it too, but I, I will just combine because what I think is a true love is a basically is, is a goal that, that two people should put in front of them, you know, that with everything you said, you know, everything like, you know, this romantic stuff dissipates and it becomes harder and harder to, you know, maintain, you know, this, this beautiful relationship, you, you know that you have a goal, you have a goal to reach this true love. And this actually an answer for the times of trouble when you really upset with your partner, when you discover something that that's just all of a sudden you didn't notice when you were blind with, you know, with emotions before you have a goal and this goal you can achieve only together, only with overcoming those obstacles. And when you overcome something that disturbs you at the moment, all of a sudden you discover that you you are merging closer to this person and you can mount the higher mountain and get to this goal that you put together you know in front of you beautifully said thank you elisa i'm going to actually uh, hand this over to uh, linda she said we have some comments on facebook and like i said my screen froze before and i didn't see it so would you like to tell us what they answered in the first question there sure um Tippy said, true love is to love and see the other as I feel and love myself. And that can be achieved by first wanting it together. That is all we need and want to work for it. And then Ilana said, 
True love is when my goal is to fulfill and care for the other person more than for myself. However, it's a constant process of making the needs and desires of the other person more important than yours. Okay, great. Thank you, everybody on Facebook, YouTube. All right, so let me repeat the first question, the second question again, because I know I interrupted everybody. So the second question, how do I practice love in times of trouble and when I feel rejection or distance from my partner? When I feel re uh, rejection or distance from my partner. So Carl, you're next. I practice love in times of trouble. No, 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 no. <laughs> I had to do it, it's, it's there. <laughs> Um, so really one thing that's like from experience, um, I find that making concessions is like the biggest thing because, and I, I think that goes along with the video because when I can like not follow those crazy desires of my ego, you know, that just want to stomp and <laughs> bash and scream if i can go above that and just say you know is it really worth it is it really worth all that so i uh i make concessions it doesn't matter you know the the what what matters is the relationship nice very beautiful linda hi <clears throat> My first reaction when I feel rejection or distance from my partner is to get pissed off. <laughs> I, I, I do, hey, you know. Um, and what I do is I'll usually just go somewhere till I can calm down and then come back and say, okay, let's, let's talk about this. What, what seems to be the problem here? And try to, to, to get some um, mutual uh, agreement That's good. It happens to all of us, right? We get mad, but at least you're doing something about it. That's great. Uh, Willie? Yes. Um, in times of trouble, whoever's the ever is the strongest one, rise above that problem and realize that this is just an opportunity to show us what we need to work on to make our relationship even stronger. Beautiful. We have time for one more, maybe two more. Uh, let's see who's next. We have uh, Nina. Well, I'll be brief so another person can speak after me. Uh, I just want to say that I think someone said something like that. Uh, to valuing the relationship above being right and being, you know, saying you're sorry doesn't mean, doesn't always mean that you did something wrong. It means that, again, that you value the relationship above being right. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you, Nina. Uh, Linda just said that we have a, another uh, answer from Facebook. Would you like to share with us? Yep. Tippy says, Stop to look inside me what makes me angry or hurt by my partner and try to think what it reflects inside me when it comes to teach me or correct within me. Beautiful. Thank you, Facebook friends. Uh, 
Chris, Susie, Paula, would any of you guys like to uh, chime in? I know we're kind of out of time a bit. And also we have Wendy, Kath uh, Ann, Sulin. Uh, I know your cameras are off. If anybody would like to chime in, please do. I can't, too many people are speaking. I'm sorry, I can't hear all at once. <laughs> no, uh, I, I can say I can say something. Um, yeah, I, I guess yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong group. I, I would say you know a lot of the problems we face are, are are not problems that we have to solve, but paradoxes that that we have to manage. And you know we we ask a lot of relationships nowadays. You know it used to be pretty simple. It used to be an economic uh, transaction or something, but now. You know, there's so many life decisions, careers, and, um, you know, are we going to move east? Or are we going to move west? Um, and, you know, people seek anchoring and rootedness and predictability and stability, but they also want desire and spontaneity and novelty and mystery and uh, at the same time from the same person. Um, and so, you know, very often, so someone, sometimes there's a fear of, of losing the other one and the other person has a fear of losing themselves. And so you have to you have to communicate and navigate these things. And sometimes, I mean, I, I will say sometimes maybe the best solution is that um, the relationship will not work out. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, dying to at 100 years old in a, in a relationship that's not great is actually love. But, um, you know, but there's so many life things that go into, uh, into like, you know, navigating the obstacles and the negatives of, um, of life and, and love. And so, um I'll stop there because now I'm not making sense. But no, no, no you're making plenty of sense, and you're, and you're <laughs> in the right place. That's for sure. And but if it, you know, if everybody's trying to work on it, nothing's a guarantee. But if two people are trying and it's meant to be, then it's meant to be. So you didn't say anything wrong, Chris. Again, there's nothing wrong to be said. We're all sharing our thoughts. And uh, if nobody else would like to add. I want to pipe up and just a little and tell Carl that if he didn't sing that song, I was going to sing it. And I was going to sing Love is a Many Splendors thing for the first question, <laughs> just because it, it, music's in the air right now, the love songs, you know. But um, in terms of trouble for me, if I don't let, I, I don't like these phrases, let go and let God, but if I don't let go and separate myself and try to get my stuff correct, I, I got to get this going so that I can get this going again. So letting go and trying to get my energy right and stuff, because then you can build if, if you're, and I still think what Linda said is important though, if you're angry, be honest, it's, you're usually triggering each other. So if you can say, you know, Deepak Chopra says that anger is just the natural response to injustice. So it's okay to be angry and to process it. It's just not okay to dump it on your mate and on others. So yeah, All letting right. go and getting help. <laughs> Well, you were saying about everybody did a great job. Thank you for sharing. You were saying about music. I was thinking, what is love? That's when I asked the question. But we're going to actually go to some music now. We do this every week. We're going to do a connection dance. It's a traditional connection exercise, we call it. Open, it's called the open diner chair dance. It's a lot of fun. Don't knock it till you try it. The way it works is kind of like follow the leader, meaning that we have fun to the music. And one person at a time is going to be displayed on the screen. When you come up on the screen, do a dance move. Do anything you want, something fun, energetic. Just something with your arms is okay. And then everyone else is going to copy your move. When others are displayed on the screen, you follow their move. When it's your turn, a text box comes up, and it's just saying, it's telling you that you're being spotlighted. Ignore that, otherwise you're going to miss your turn. So we're going to get Lucy. Everybody's talking about music and 
let's hear and a great way to connect with each other and lift our spirits so let's play some music and let's do some dance. everybody great job all right we loosened up and i'm gonna hand it back to carl thank you dear all right so in the video we watched today we heard that we are each other's mirrors right now we're going to do an exercise it's the last activity for today it's called mirror mirror on the wall so what we'll do is we'll start with one of us telling all of us one thing that you'd like to work on in your relationships. And after that, another person will reflect back on what they heard 
and add something that they want to work on in their relationship. All right, so this is an exercise of listening and understanding. Okay, so um, as one of us speaks, let's try to hear and understand what they're saying and see how it reflects in my mirror, my inner mirror. All right, so for example, this is, this is me. Okay, I'll start. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I'd like to work on being more compassionate. I find that sometimes I'm too rash and I'll jump to conclusions. So I would like to feel, on, I, I'd like to work on feeling this other person, other people in my life, in my relationships. I'd like to work on feeling the other person more and being more compassionate towards them, towards the way they're feeling. So if this resonates with any of you here, what I just said, um, please, we're each other's mirrors, really. So um, if, it re if it resonates with you and, and you can reflect on what I've said, um, say something that you'd like to work on, okay? Go ahead, just anybody who wants to. Oh, I, I, oh go ahead, Nina. Thank you. Uh, it resonates with me because uh, I thought I was compassionate, but um, there's always room for improvement. And um, someone recently told me that my delivery, actually, when I uh, want to get something across, like sometimes I have uh, a great, a good intention, but I don't do a great job delivering. Like uh, sometimes. I am too um, rash also and too impatient in my delivery. So um, I uh, would like to work on patience in my um, relationships. I can um, relate to all of that. It's like, whoa, it's me. Um, I would just you know, keep this simple. I would just like to be more caring I don't even, I'm not sure what that means, but I'd like to, I'd like more of that, the ability to care for others. Yeah, I can, um, especially when Carl was speaking about, um, I'd like to be able to really sense what other people are feeling and um, know how to, um, if they have certain needs or certain desires, how to help them in that and how to bring something how to give what um, I have to them to help. Um, so that's something that um, that I would like to uh, work on. Yeah, I think Gary, that um, feeling other people is it starts with um, listening and observing them. Um, I can resonate with everything that everyone has said so far. Um, there's a little bit of that in me. Um, all the way. But uh, I think my um, biggest um, um, lack, if you like, is patience. Um, I like to do things quickly and I like to get have them done my way. And uh, I quickly lose patience when that doesn't happen. Um, so that's what I would like to work on, is having more patience and working with other people's ideas and their timing rather than my own. 
hit the button at the same time and it's because we were saying exactly the same thing i too need uh patience i i and the compassion and the patience that i've always had uh i find i'm running short and so i'm having to work on me being so exhausted <clears throat> so i have to take care of me so that i can continue in the work so uh, i i i need more patience but i and more compassion but i also need to rest and take care of me so that i can gain those things sometimes we do come up with, with up to an end of ourselves so we can reach in for more I can relate to what you were saying about the rest because uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, I can see it's showing me that I stay way too busy and I got to be, make myself more available, give my wife more time than what I do. So that's something I got to make a commitment on doing. And that's being so busy that I don't give her more, the proper time that she would need. Yeah, this this concept of mirror is is a really pretty interesting and requires scrutiny and thinking, you know, because uh, it's easy when when I see things that I like that pleases me. It's great that this is my mirror, but isn't that what I really don't like? Is again coming back to me, and I need to look inside of me and see what's going on. You know, that this is something that 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 is needs needs work great great um real quick linda is there anybody on facebook that had anything to say no nobody answered the question yet okay all right very good we are running to the next part of our show which is um <laughs> For you all to follow us on Facebook, Meetup, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, click the like and su subscribe buttons. Um, more importantly, uh, share with friends. And on, on YouTube and Facebook, you can watch all our past events. You can RSVP on upcoming events on Facebook and Meetup. And thank you very much for coming. We, we hope you enjoyed this event. And if you did, please don't forget to rate us five stars on the links you just saw in the previous screen. And um, we wish you a very happy Valentine's Day. And please come back next week. Next Thursday, we'll have a serious event on the topic of what is spirituality and who is God. So you'll find the invite on Facebook and Meetup. Please RSVP, follow and subscribe, and you'll be notified about all our events. We hope to see you next Thursday. Please bring your friends if you think they could benefit from this event. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. That was a great time. Good, good conversation, really. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Next we'll time. be here next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Spread the word. Next bring your time. friends. Ciao. Bring everybody, even if they're bring not your friends. Nice to see you bring all. everybody. <laughs> bring everybody you see. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bring yourself. Bring the world. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> bye bye. Till next week. Bye bye. Bye.